Welcome to Tea, Toast, and Trivia. Thank you for listening in. I am your host, Rebecca Budd, and I am looking forward to sharing this moment with you. Happy Halloween! On the days of October 31st and November 1st, we are celebrating traditions that have come to us through the centuries. The ancient Celtic festival of Samhain would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts, marking the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter, or the darker half of the year. All Saints' Day originated with Pope Gregory III in around 731, when he designated November 1st as a time to honor all saints. Soon, as is the way with legends and traditions, All Saints' Day incorporated some of the traditions of Samhain. What was first known as All Hallows' Eve became Halloween, a day where activities like trick-or-treating, carving jack-o'-lanterns, festive gatherings, donning costumes, and eating treats have entertained us over the years. I am posting this podcast at the stroke of midnight on October 31st, 2021, the very point of transition between Halloween and the coming of All Saints Day. The trick-or-treaters are safely home with their stash of candy. The candles illuminating the jack-o'-lanterns sitting on steps leading to doorways have long since burned out. Now, a ghostly, intense darkness envelops our side of the world, magnifying the noises of night. Do you hear the whispers? Do you hear the creaks in the floorboards? The cold wind whistling around the corner of the house. What is tapping at our window panes? Fears come in the night and are exaggerated by darkness. What better time than to recite The Raven, the poem by Edgar Allan Poe. The poem begins with a young scholar reading books of lore by a dying fire on a dreary night in December. Lamenting the loss of love, the young scholar is seeking a way to forget the death of the beloved Lenore. A tapping at the chamber door reveals nothing, but the tapping is repeated more incessantly, now at the window. When the window is opened, a raven flutters into the chamber and perches on the bust of Pallas above the door. As the poem progresses, the young scholar begins as weak and weary, transitioning to regretful and grief-stricken before passing into an angry frenzy when the raven says, Nevermore, to being reunited with the beloved Lenore. As we pass into the night, join me in reciting The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe.
Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door, only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow from my book surcuse of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before. So that now, to still my beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis some visitor's entreating entrance at my chamber door. Some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This it is and nothing more." Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, said I, or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door. Darkness there, and nothing more. Deep in that darkness peering, Long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore, merely this and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see then what thereat is and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when, with many a flirt and flutter in there stepped, a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mien of lord or lady perched 
above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of Pallas just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird, beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's Plutonian shore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore. For we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door. Bird or beast upon the sculptured bust above his chamber door, with such name as nevermore. But the raven, sitting lonely on the placid bust, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken, Doubtless, said I, what it utters is its only stock and store, caught from some unhappy master, whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore. Till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never, nevermore. But the raven, still beguiling all my fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then, upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, an ominous bird of yore meant in croaking nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining with my head at ease reclining on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamp-like gloated o'er, but whose velvet-violet lining with the lamp-like gloating o'er, she shall press, ah, nevermore. Then, methought, 
The air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer, swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee, by these angels he hath sent thee respite, respite and empathy from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh quaff this kind empathy and forget this lost Lenore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, whether tempter sent or whether tempest tossed thee here ashore, desolate yet all undaunted, on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, Tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore, Tell this soul with sorrow laden if, within the distant Aden, it shall clasp a sainted maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting, bird, or fiend, I shrieked, upstarting, get thee back into the tempest and the night's Plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul has spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door, quoth the raven, nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting on that pallid bust of Pallas, just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming, and the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul, from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor, shall be lifted never more. Thank you for joining me in reciting The Raven. The dawn is near, morning is coming, and a new day will come again. Having faced the darkness, it is time to live in the light. I leave you with these words by Edgar Allan Poe. To elevate the soul Poetry 
is necessary. Until we meet again, dear friends, keep reading, keep reciting poetry, take care, and be well.